Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi healers, Allison here. So I want to talk to y'all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. 
BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash The Anxiety Chicks. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, slash The Anxiety Chicks, and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we are excited to talk to you today about a topic that is, I think, going to resonate with a lot of people considering it is uh, getting into the wintertime here in the U.S. Um, I know it's summertime other places, like Australia or something. But Really? This time, yeah. It's like the summertime in Australia when it's winter here or something. Because like the, yeah, the equator. Yeah. Um, but regardless, we're going to talk about seasonal depression today and believe it or not, that it doesn't just mean that seasonal, seasonal depression, well, it's called something else, but seasonal depression isn't just winter, the winter blues. It's actually, guys, it's actually not. So I always thought it was seasonal something depression. It is seasonal affective disorder. So like it entails so much more than depression and we cannot wait to jump into this because I read about it before and she read about it before and then we were like FaceTiming before this episode and I was like, I just found out so much and I'm so upset with myself that I've never like looked into this disorder. Like I've never dove well, into it. It's, it's a real thing. No, it's a completely real thing. It's it's yeah. it's a diagnostic disorder, you know, in our in our mental health book that we use as psychologists to diagnose people. It's, you know, it's a clinical disorder. Um, but the interesting thing for me to read was I, you know, for whatever reason I wasn't really made aware that this is also very affecting to people in the summer and the springtime. It's not just yeah. The fall and the winter time, but I think it's probably more prevalent in the fall winter. I didn't see those stats or anything anywhere, but um, I uh, this topic I think is going to be so great because um, right now I will say for me, you know, what it's December, mid December, the you know where we are, things are getting darker earlier, and like all of this, that's the biggest thing for me. Things get darker earlier. It's getting a lot colder. It's just more depressing for me to have to not have yeah. a lot of sunlight. Um, I just feel that. like my whole like I don't like change, and so like I was in such a routine, you know, like I would work and then do this, and then I'd have time to like go on my run or go on a walk outside, and then now it's like five twenty, and it's like sunset, and then you're freezing, and then you're just so upset because you're like I didn't even get to see outside today. Oh my gosh, I know. And let me just tell you, if you're listening to this, it's, you know, and you live like on the East Coast up in like 
the Pennsylvania, New York, New England area, we're going to get like a foot of snow in the next couple of days. <laughs> and in our area, Philly, we have not gotten snow in like two years or something. Last winter, there was no, we didn't have anything, which I didn't mind, honestly. I don't love – I mean, I like snow. It's fun the first couple of times, but then I'm like over it by, you know, February. Um, so, you know, it's fun because it's the first one. I'm like, yay. But if I – I'm actually going to my boyfriend's to stay for like a couple of days, which I'm like so excited about. We're going to get like snowed in together. It sounds so cozy. Um, <laughs> but but – he listens to this now, by the way, you guys. So um, I will have to watch what I say from now on. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, it's going to be nice because I, when these, when snow happens and, you know, it's for me, I live alone. And so that's a little bit of a trigger for me. So um, I don't know. I just, I think, you know, I think this is, so why don't we get into it actually? Why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience, Taylor, with seasonal affective disorder. Now, again, if it's a disorder, that means you would be diagnosed with it. And I can actually, you know what, can I start by actually reading some of the symptoms? The yeah, it's 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 actually Mayo Clinic uh, on google.com. Um, Mayoclinic.com. Right, wait, wait, wait. Do you have the DSM? I do, but I'd have to go, I'd have to go walk and look through. I, I didn't do that. Okay, before. okay. Sorry, y'all, but I can post stuff about it on our um, Instagram, The Anxiety Chicks. Um, and you can, you can kind of look at maybe the clinical stuff there. Um, but according to the Mayo Clinic, signs and symptoms of, um, seasonal affective disorder and the acronym for that is SAD, which is interesting because most people feel really sad during it. So some signs and symptoms are feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, having problems with sleeping, Experiencing changes in your appetite, feeling sluggish, difficulty concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless, worthless or guilty, having frequent thoughts of death. Um, so, so here's the thing. A lot of those signs and symptoms sound very familiar to another um, diagnosis that we talk about, doesn't it? I'm like, okay, I guess I have fall, winter, spring, and summer seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> well, it sounds very similar to depression. And so that's right, right. you know so that's that's the thing about sad is that um you're going to feel it's it's a type of it, it causes depression and it's it's a lot of the signs and symptoms are going to be very similar but the reason it's different than than um you know a depress uh, de major depressive disorder or some other type of disorder is basically like the length of time that it lasts right, right. so you'd have to look in like the DSM for all the major differences but like if it only happens in like certain times of the year and and when um and so like the fall and winter seasonal affective disorder specific so it says w symptoms are specific to winter onset sometimes called winter depression which means it really starts like at the beginning of winter um oversleeping appetite changes especially craving for foods high in carbs weight gain tiredness or low energy and then this is interesting, the spring and summer symptoms of seasonal affective disorder include trouble sleeping or insomnia, poor appetite, weight loss, and agitation or anxiety. I think this is all so insane to read because to be honest, guys, like, yes, I do get, I've for sure have noticed that like my oversleeping has been very bad since it's been cold out. 
I just like could sleep forever and that is not like me. Um, and then like just feeling just down easily, easily feeling down. But the weirdest thing is that the springtime, I have such an increase. It's like this pattern every year. Like I can, I can pinpoint it every year, an increase in anxiety and just like kind of trouble sleeping. Really? It's a weird. I've always thought it was like, like I struggle like really bad with like, I've thought it was allergies and because I, I feel just very sick, not yeah. sick, but just like I feel like all of my anxiety symptoms want to be like, hello. And so that always happens at a weird time after the holidays, kind of twinkling into that spring. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like it's it's on point with pattern. I think it's interesting that you said like after the holidays, because oh, yeah. that's true for me, too. Yeah. I think there's like a couple months in between before spring. Now for me, springtime is like life happens again. I'm like reborn in the spring for me. Yeah. I, I am like, oh my gosh, I don't even care. I, I I sleep better. I mean, it's just such a rebirth for me. I'm such a summer spring person. I love it. I love being outside and I love just, you know me with how I am with nature. I just love it so much. So it's so nice to have that for me, like to look forward to quote unquote. But those January, February, March where it's there's really not much going on with holidays or it's cold. I mean, forget it with COVID now. I this was part of, I think I talked about this on one of the episodes. I have sort of the the last couple of months been very scared about this January, February, March because we can't really do any. It's going to be so cold here. Like we're not even there's not there's nothing that's going to be open. I mean, restaurants aren't going to be really open. I have hope. I have hope, Allison. I mean, the vaccine is here, I guess, right? It just came into the U.S. I just read I somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I people are so. getting it. But I've I have friends here who are nurses, and they're they're getting their doses this week. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Frontliners really are getting hope. their doses. Okay, that it's makes me, that makes me hopeful too. And I know that if you have anxiety, you probably have a lot of fear about this because you know you get on like Twitter or Facebook and you're hit with these like anti-vax people and stuff, and it's like all this information, and you feel so conflicted. Honestly, just like follow what feels okay for you. Like, don't stress yourself out about what your family says or what social media says. Do what you need to do for, for yourself. Sure. Yes, because um, I know there's like so much. So it's, many it's, like conflicting sides. Listen, there's it's ever it's a very individualized decision, yeah. just like any oh, yeah. other medicine you take. You don't have to take any medicine anyone says to you. You can do it and you figure it out and redo your research. And I support what anyone decides. That's what yeah. I will say. And so that's another thing. Like we're entering the winter month months, and it's like that beginning. I'm starting to feel it's like 30 degrees out right now in Texas. And it's just gloomy. And so I was like looking out the other day and like also before my period, I get just like this. I have also pinpointed that like guys, journaling is so, so effective. If you really start to do it for a long period of time, you can find patterns. And when you find these patterns and you really like dig into it, it doesn't affect you as much. So like I know the week before my period, I might start to feel extremely dizzy. Like I get so dizzy. It's weird. Really? And then I get, yeah, yeah. I get not, not, okay, not so dizzy. I think I get a normal amount of dizzy or like unbalanced. And then my anxiety is like, hey, let's play on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I overthink it. I overthink yeah. what I'm feeling. It's just like I get a 10 time fold feeling of anxiety. 
before oh my, my period like clockwork and i also like was on birth control i've talked about this for like seven eight years for acne which was like so bad like i didn't need to be on it that long and um it was like a really high dose one and so like getting off of that like regulating my hormones has been such a journey but so i'm still dealing with all that so of course like i might have a little bit more of pms symptoms than other people but i do know a lot of women that follow me on my instagram have stated like why do i feel insane before my period Right. And so it's like, yeah, we're dealing with that. And then like yeah. the cold comes in and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I was looking out the car window and I was just like, I need to see sun right now or I'm going to lose it. 100%. Like I felt, I felt like I was in a dark hole and like, I couldn't get out. Like, that's really how I felt. I felt, I felt this sudden feeling of like trapped. And I was like, I literally can't get out. Cause if I go inside, it's dark. If I go outside, it's dark. And I just had this like really weird, like uh, it was like it was pretty scary. It was the well, other so, day. So this is this is interesting because this is what the Mayo Clinic says about um, specific causes for SAD and some factors that may come into play. One is your serotonin levels. So a drop in serotonin, which is basically a brain chemical or a neurotransmitter that affects your mood, plays a huge role in it because reduced sunlight can cause a drop in serotonin, and that's what that can trigger depression. Right. Right. Um, and then also melatonin levels. So the change in season can disrupt the balance of the body's level of melatonin, which also plays a role in sleep patterns and your mood, because you know mood is affected by whether we have a lot of sleep or not. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things going on biologically and chemically in our body and our brain that happens probably to anybody. And and I think when when the seasons change and um, there can be a drop of serotonin or a change in melatonin, that probably happens for everybody, but at different levels, right? Like yeah. not everybody has the severe drop of serotonin or there's a lot of people that don't produce an, enough serotonin, which is why when medicine helps a lot of times, um, yeah. but everybody's brain chemistry is different. And so that's a huge contributor. Yeah. I also saw this amazing video the other day of like two glasses, like one was half full and one was like kind of close to the top. And some people with just like mental health struggles can say seasonal depression comes into play, right? You pour a little bit more water into someone's half cup. So say someone who doesn't struggle with mental health struggles, you pour a little bit of water into that. They're fine. They are not overflowed yet. You pour just a little bit of water into that cup that's almost full and you're just in system overload. Wow. And so that's how it is for me. So when like when things affect someone not that much, to me it might be a big deal. It affects me so much more. It's so much heavier. Right. The same situation. But that's because I'm already at that almost glass full. And so right. you just pour a right. little bit off and I'm popped off. For sure. And so well, I think that's why, yeah, this probably does happen to everyone in some sense or another. You have the melatonin changes, the serotonin drop, but it's not it doesn't take as much of an of an effect on right, those people right, exactly. as it does on like me. Exactly, for yeah. sure. Um and also like everybody has different types of lifestyles, you know? So yeah. so there might be people like during the winter it gets colder that maybe up their movement or up their exercise. And we all right. know, like, right? It's not a surprise that the more we move our body and exercise, like the the more that we produce those chemicals like of of serotonin right? Yeah. And dopamine. And so everybody's lifestyle might be different too. Um, For sure. 
But I know for me, I will tell you a story about like two years ago when I really was, I said to myself, I am feeling depressed. I am feeling depressed in the way that didn't, that felt different than anxiety. I am feeling depressed where I didn't, where what you think of depression in movies, because depression doesn't always look like it does in movies where, you know, you're laying in bed all day and like all that stuff. It can look, it can look very different for people. But for me, about two years ago, it looked very similar to laying in bed. I actually, so I started just feeling very scared of being alone a couple of years ago. And I never, I've lived alone literally for most all of my life, except for roommates here and there. But um, there was something about, and it started like mid-December and going towards the holidays. And I just remember feeling so scared of just being alone during the holidays and my parents. So I, I've worked this out. I'll tell you what I figured out about it. Um, my brain was just, my brain was just not focusing on anything else, but the thoughts of being alone, not having anyone that's going to take care of me when I get older. My parents are going to die. I don't have a family yet. Um, well, what am I going to do? You know, who's going to take care of me? It all came down to like, who's going to take care of me? And so I think I was, but I've been in this, um, this kind of like struggle internally with myself for my early thirties about feeling comfortable taking care of myself. And I don't mean like, I don't mean, I've been literally so, I'm such an independent person. I've lived in other, I mean, I lived in San Francisco for a couple of years after college. I studied abroad. I mean, I traveled by my, like with friends. Um, I've lived independent in the city for like, so I'm very independent um, as far as, and I've really good friends, but there's something about just think, I was thinking so much about losing my parents. And I remember thinking that there were a lot of times that year where I didn't feel good. I was struggling with my stomach so bad that year. Um, <clears throat> I had just like other, you know, physical things going on. And, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of people listening could probably say that when that happens, you like want your mom to take care of you or you want your dad to take, right? You want your caregiver, whoever it was that helped, you know, nurture you when you were feeling sick. You almost just like revert back to that, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, for sure. So yeah, like, you know, I want my mommy, you know, and I was feeling so sick and I was just, you know, I, so my mom, I remember she, I just said, you know, I'm not feeling myself. I don't know what's going on. I don't really have, I was losing interest in doing things with my friends. I didn't feel like, you know, I wasn't in present in my job. I was feeling very, um, just feeling sad a lot of the time of the day. And she's like, come home. She's like, come stay at home. Come stay here. Just let me take care of you for a little bit. It's okay if you need to do that. That's fine. And there was something um, about that that scared me a lot. I didn't want to go back to that. I was very scared that I would not want to leave. And right. I just would be, you know, thinking I don't. So ultimately, it turns out that it was for about two weeks. I actually stayed for my parents through the holidays. I spent New Year's Eve with them, just the two of them, and was asleep by like 10. Um, I was having a lot of trouble eating. I was very, very nauseous, which actually I realized turned out to be because I had asked my doctor for an antidepressant because I wanted to try it. 
and it was terrible for me. I'm not going to name which one it is because everything right. works different for everybody. Um, but it was terrible for me and it made me so nauseous and you're supposed to eat with them anyway. So it was so nauseous. I didn't want to eat, but then I had to eat because you're supposed to eat with it. But I just remember calling my doctor after day six saying, this is not normal. I, I can't even function. I mean, I ended up actually taking off work for those two weeks and she was like, try and stick it out if you can to like 10 days, whatever. And you know what? I took it, by, I took it upon myself after day seven. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I right. can't, I don't know if it's related to this, but it's not making me feel better. I can't eat. I'm so nauseous. And I went off of it. And a couple of days later, like one or two days later, I finally felt like I ate something and I felt normal again. And I said, that just was not right, the right thing for me. Now, it wasn't the medicine that was making me um, feel you know, more depressed or anything, which I know that there is some stuff that can do that. But I was feeling like something was was wrong before I even started it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I figured out that there was so much related to the season of the of when the time changes and it gets darker and the Christmas season I love, but how much it makes me feel alone and how it has these past couple of years. And I didn't recognize that a lot of it had to do with my parents getting older, knowing that they're not going to be around for longer, the sun going down at like five, I need vitamin D. And by the way, you guys, if you listen to the gut health episode, um, go back and listen to it because I talk all about my IBS and my my gut issues. And I went to see an integrative doctor um, that really helped me a lot. And she took blood levels for me about my deficiencies. And I am so deficient in vitamin D. That mm-hmm. she like basically was like, I'm giving you a prescription for a shot of vitamin D. That's all of these milligrams because you need so much. And I take it every day now. But I was so deficient in it. And then let alone having the time, you know, the sun go down at five o'clock. I mean, of course, I'm going to have this response to it. And now that I think about it, I've kind of always had this for most of my life, but it never was really that bad. And so what it came down to really was I knew that this is a trigger for me when the sun goes down. I need to um, I need to make sure like I'm actually getting outside at least a couple times a day. But also one thing that I did that was so helpful, you guys, and it says for especially for seasonal affective disorder that, that helps so much is um, light therapy, yeah. phototherapy. Mm-hmm. So I basically got this light lamp on Amazon. It was $30. And if you just put on light lamp for therapy uh, or therapy light lamp, um, you'll, you'll find a bunch of them and maybe I'll actually post it on our Instagram. So you guys can, can know which one we're talking about, but it seriously, I love it so much. Sometimes I will just put it, it's this little lamp. It's basically the size of a picture frame. It has, it has about six different settings of, of light. And it's a specific type of light that makes your brain basically, it makes your brain believe that you're outside it's red light therapy it's red oh okay wait so, so what do you like tell a, me about it what do you know about it? it's like I don't, a inf- it's like an infrared light that can almost mimic the it's not red though. sun 
It's a white light. No, it, it's a it's a type of light though. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I I don't know um, as much about it. I did uh, back when I got it. I researched so much, but essentially, it's. I mean, you can carry it with you places if you go to, you know, someone's house. It's literally the size of a picture frame. It has different settings and it's not meant for you to just like put it on and stare at it. Honestly, you can just put it on and I had it on next to me when I just was doing stuff around the house. I would sit next to it sometimes though and that would be helpful. Like when I was journaling, I would put it on the high settings and for 20 minutes, it really helped me so much. It was crazy. I actually haven't used it in about a year. I haven't used it this year yet, but I'll probably whip it out. Usually I'll whip it out in January, February, March. Yeah, um, I have one too. I think it's called – I think mine's called the Happy Light. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's – and I think I got one for my mom too because she was kind of – she like won't – she couldn't recognize it, you know, that like that's what that is. But it really helped her. idea, a good Christmas present. Oh, an amazing <gasps> Christmas present. I just thought about yeah. that for my dad. Yeah. It's you don't want to stare at it though. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. It's I not learned, meant to stare at it. I started seeing spots. I was like, what did I just do? No, yeah, it's it's I'm meant to by. be, you know, just closely next to you or just on as you're kind of doing everyday things. So you have it. But I do I do sometimes put it next to me and it helps to be next oh, yeah. to it while I watch TV or um or something like that. But I will say that that like that's one of the things that saved me. I started feeling like myself again and I Remember, it was a very scary two weeks because I just remember thinking to my lowest point, like, am I going to have to go to the hospital or something? Because I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I Something is in my brain. Why can't these thoughts get out of my brain about just not being able to survive by myself and all this stuff? And after I was able also to have a long conversation with my parents about how scared I was to lose them, yeah. It was like so freeing to just have them know that I was scared and we're all scared. And it was, I mean, going back to the death anxiety episode, it was all about that, you know, about right. that. But I will say that it was, it was hard because that, that really the onset of that happened in mid December when it was really starting to get really dark early. That's a huge trigger for me. Um, when it's starting to get really cold and I mean really cold. Like cold for me, I will still go outside and take walks at like 40 degrees. I'll just get bundled up. But like under 40 degrees, that's really kind of not. And I don't even know how cold does it even get where you are. <laughs> but I mean that's cold to us because it's like 100 degrees right, in the okay. summer. So, so like when it gets to be like 40 and like 35, it's well, cold. That is cold. It's, it gets <laughs> that cold where you are? Right now it's – Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I I think like I've, I was listening to everything you were saying and I was relating so much to all of that. And I also think like something I've realized recently is that like depression isn't just being sad. Right. And I had to like, I had to, I think I've come to the understanding that I, I struggle with depression more than I realize and more than I want to allow myself to expect, I mean, accept sometimes. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. um, I was noticing, and I think just the more I've like studied about this and like entered this field that I have been able to recognize this, but I don't think a lot of people recognize sometimes that they are struggling with depression because like you said, with movies, it's like crying all day and just being so sad. But like, I notice like just 
almost like dreading hanging out with friends. Like the thought of it is just like, it doesn't entertain me. It doesn't like just such a loss of interest in that. And just the, for me, it was the just big time wanting to just sleep and like being, I wanted to, wanting to be up at weird hours of the day. So like waking up super late and just being up late when no one else is awake in the world, not wow. in the world, but like in your area. Do you know what I mean? Like just odd, like odd little things that like I can really notice about myself and just like um, I would even say like the cravings too, like just like feeling like I need satisfaction from certain foods and like um, oh yeah, stuff like stuff like oh, that yeah. I would say is very is something that I recognize and notice that like, hey, Taylor, like you're not depression isn't just you being like sad, like it's okay to get help or like figure out like what you need to do in this moment to help yourself because you're struggling a little more than you were a few months ago and like recognizing it before it gets really bad. And so like, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you Wait, no, no. What were you going to say? No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was thinking also just like a, how, how different, if anyone does struggle with, with sad, how, how, different it must be this year with COVID and everything too. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then for some people, it's almost a relief. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I wonder if there was any changes in symptoms for people that maybe had a pattern of sad throughout the years. And if this year was different at all for them, because like either different, better or different, worse, you know? Right. Right. I think for introverts, it might be better. Unless you're in a state that it's like, is COVID like here, it's been really freaking stressful for me because I take it seriously. And I think COVID, I am such not a uh, Southern state person because I need to be like in New York where they're all like, let's go on lockdown because I'm like, get away all you people. Like, that's how I feel. Like I'm around people and like I leave social situations and I'm like, well, frick, I just exposed myself to 10 people. Here goes 14 days of waiting for symptoms. And like, it's been just a lot on my mental health. So like I'm allowing myself, um, to understand that like right now is different than normal. I'm allowing myself, uh, that my treatment plan for helping myself might look different right now. So like I'm like I think I've doubled my dose of CBD I'm taking right now. I'm journaling twice a day. I'm allowing myself to sleep more. Normally, I would like beat myself up. Like, why are you sleeping nine to 10 hours? Okay, I'm not sleeping 10 hours, but like nine to nine and a half hours. Like normally, I would be like, why are you doing that? But like, I'm allowing myself that. I'm allowing myself to recognize that right now, things, times are different. What changes are different. Holidays don't even feel like holidays to me. And that's causing a lot of sadness. Um, and so I'm allowing myself to recognize that. And I think that's something I never used to do is allow myself to be like, it's like, I know it's cliche, but like, it's okay to not be okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. I mean, we talk about that all the time too, whatever, right. whatever you're going through. I mean, it's 100% okay not to be okay. And remember, if you're experiencing any of those symptoms or signs of what I read to you earlier, um, you know, it's, you, you need, you need to reach out to somebody. I, I know, like, I, I like to say this and repeat that. And I might've said it every single podcast episode and I don't care because it's so important that everybody knows that it's totally okay to reach out to a counselor to get some support. I don't care if I say it a million times. I want everyone to know that it's totally okay to do that and that they have permission to reach out to someone for support. And if they, feel like they don't know how to start that, 
feel free to email us at theanxietychicks at gmail.com or DM me at the anxiety healer and I can help you for sure. But that's one of the, you know, one of the treatments it says for SAD is psychotherapy and the light therapy. Um, some people will take medicine and that's great too. Um, so, you know, you may want to pay attention too that, th- that there's a couple different risk factors that may, you know, increase your risk of maybe getting sad or having having more seasonal affective depression. Um, so like family history, if you know anyone that struggles with it, it might be likely that, that you may struggle. Um, if you have any type of major depressive disorders or if you struggle with bipolar disorder, you might be prone to, to sad. Um, also, this is interesting. If you live far from the equator, so it says yeah. sad appears to be more common among people who live far north or or south of the equator. This may be to, due to decreased sunlight during the winter and longer days during the summer months. Right. That's interesting. So um so so just, you know, just make sure that you guys you take these things seriously and that if you're feeling like you're struggling that you know, maybe it's time to get some extra support and Maybe there's, you know, I have clients that I see that they'll come see me for extra support for, they might have a seasonal depressive, um, you know, episode, or they might be struggling from, you know, December till March. And then I don't see them the rest of the year. They're like, fine. Right. 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 So, so, you know, that might just be your journey. Maybe you need to get some extra support the next couple months and then you'll be good. Um, But obviously doing that is always a good thing. And right. sometimes finding someone that you connect with is hard, but we can help you with that. Um, so today's episode is a little shorter than normal, but we just wanted to cover this as soon as possible because we know that this could be maybe happening to some people um, this time of year. So anything else you would like to add, Taylor? I think we covered it. Just that, you know, it's okay to recognize that like you're – maybe you've made it past a threshold of like, hey, I'm feeling, I've been feeling so much better for like five months. I'm so proud of myself. And then like you have a little setback right now, like allow yourself to understand that that happens to all of us. Like it happens to me. It happens to Allison. Like there's never a part in my life where I'm just like, la 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 la. Like nothing affects me. I'm perfect. Like, no, I, it happens. And just recognizing it is the first step to like getting past it and moving forward. So like uh, acknowledging it is something that I like to not do. So I like to like kind of be like, "Eh, it'll go away. But like acknowledging that like I need to step it up in the things I'm doing and acknowledging that like I need to maybe possibly reach out. Acknowledging that I'm not okay is just so important. And and for anyone that's listening that lives alone or – you know, doesn't necessarily have people that's like family, immediate family around, or you need to try and see if there's some type of support system that you have where you can surround yourself with people that make you feel safe or that you can at least, um, at least talk to a little bit about maybe what's going on with you. I'm not saying, I think, uh, you know, counselor definitely, but also just a support system is important as well. So please just, don't feel like you're burdening anybody because I know a lot of us with anxiety right. feel like we're a burden all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I literally went to yeah. uh, dinner with two friends who we know actually got tested. So I felt safe about it. But um, when we were with them, 
I was just like, I even like looked at the guys and I was like, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And like, you know, they kind of giggled like, <laughs> like we're guys, you know, I'm like, it's okay to cry. I was like telling them, I was like, I tell my fiance all the time, like you can cry. It's okay to cry. Like I want him to know this is such a safe place. Like just yes. because you're a guy, like you can cry. Like I'll probably cry tonight. Like just letting you know, like <laughs> I, I said I, that and he started laughing so hard. He was like, you probably will. And I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I asked my boyfriend that the same thing um, this weekend. I was like, when was the last time you cried? I was just like curious. Yeah. And it actually been recently. And I just, like, I, I'm such an empath that, you know, like I think about him crying and I want to cry because I like don't want him to be sad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, my gosh, but I, but it's so cathartic. Like I cried yeah. over the weekend too, by the way, again, in front of him, but let me just tell you, it did not have to do with, <laughs> it didn't have to do with us. I heard a song that reminded me of my dad or something and I started crying and I was like, I don't know anything about this. Um, but yeah, it's totally okay to cry. It's okay to get help. It's okay to reach out and don't feel like a burden. And so, um, no, literally go, Go look at my post today on reasons I'm crying. And there's like literally 25 reasons you could be crying. Wait, that's your post Yeah, go look at it. I I, I was looking at it and I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then there's one that's like just like four question marks. Like I have absolutely no idea why I'm crying, but I'm just going to cry. Right. You feel so much better afterwards. You're like, wow, I needed that cry. Oh my gosh, totally. You yeah. know, like I feel like that sometimes too. And sometimes, you know, like I talked about before, there's just times that I literally can't hold it in. Right. I, I literally can't hold it in. I start talking to someone that like I am around and I'll just start crying. They're like, what is happening? I'm or like, like the I'm second fine. someone looks at you and they're like, are you okay? Wrong? Yeah. Like, and then you're just like, the works, no! the waterworks. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, right, you guys. people. <laughs> well, um, we love you as always. Please yeah. uh, subscribe and rate and review. This is all stuff I should say in the beginning, and I always forget to. Um, but if you're enjoying our podcast, we'd really love for you to subscribe and review. That's what actually helps get our podcast out there to more people so we can help raise awareness for mental health and anxiety, get people talking more about mental health and end the stigma around anxiety and normalize the conversation because that's, um, you know, what the basis of what I want to do with this platform. So, um, we love you guys, and we will talk to you soon. Happy healing. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer, and Taylor as health underscore anxiety And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. 
it's a self-paced course. And if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out. And as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.